Good morning. At this time, I'd like to invite you to pull out your connection card. It's the blue and a uh, white card here. And, uh, and uh, if this is your first time, second time, we'd appreciate some information. We can uh, connect with you. And, and uh, there's opportunity to check any box or write any questions you might have. And we'd love to be of any service to you. So here's your opportunity. As you're doing that, I'd like to just remind you of some of our announcements that are in your bulletin. Uh, naturally, after service, we have lunch for everyone, and so please join us for a light lunch after service. Uh, we have the parents of preschoolers today uh, at 12 to 1, uh, so that's for you parents. You know where you should go. I think it's uh, for room 2 and the ch uh, child care room 3. Um, there's a planning meeting for what they call the mochizuki, and that's a that's a fun thing. You're using wooden mallets and you're pounding this stuff and you're making this taste, this kind of a sweet thing. So we're just going to plant that word in your head and we'll talk to you more about that. Okay. But um, this coming Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we are having uh, the memorial service for Tosh Asano. So please keep that in your hearts and your mind and please keep the family in your prayers. As I'm opening up my Bible, I just want to thank all of you. Uh, we had a luncheon for my retirement, and uh, it was yesterday, and it was just a very, very heartfelt experience. I mean, I was just really overwhelmed. Uh, some of the things that were shared, I mean, it, it, I, it was just uh, heartfelt to me. Um, they had a video that went on, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't mind being laughed at. My daughter played me in the video, and she's back in the sound booth. And I don't mind being laughed at when things are completely uh, fictitious, you know, <laughs> like that. So, so that's fine. And uh, since she wasn't at the luncheon, I was able to talk to her when I got home. And uh, we talked about that video, and uh, it was a good conversation. So if you want to go back and compliment her on her, uh, on her performance in that video, uh, don't mind the bruises around her neck. Um, <laughs> It's a virus she's fighting right now, so um, every, every, everything's cool between her and I. Okay. I'd like to invite you to open your Bible to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. You know, just, just for those who've been in the, in the church a long time, you, 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 you know that these books that we're reading in the New Testament are letters. And uh, Romans is a letter that Paul wrote to uh, the Christians uh, around the Rome uh, area of the, the city of Rome at that time. Look at Romans chapter 1, verses 8 through 12. Let me read those verses uh, to us. They'll be on the screen here. First, I thank you, my God, through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. God whom I serve with, with my heart, whole heart in preaching the gospel of his son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last, my God's, by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That's so, that is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Let's pray. Father, as we continue to examine the prayers of Paul, uh, help us to understand the heart of, the, of this, 
this incredible uh, servant of yours. And uh, may it speak to us today in our 21st century lives as we continue to try to glorify you and serve you with, with, with all that you give us. So thank you, Lord. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You ever been homesick? You know, uh, I normally am not. Matter of fact, the first time I went to a week-long camp, I was eight years old. I uh, went through the boys' club. And I went to this camp, and by the end of the week, I didn't want to go home. It was just too much fun. When Amy and I left for Brazil, uh, I, uh, the, the main thing I missed was really a, a good burrito. When we look at Paul's letter, Paul's letter to, to the Romans, Paul expressed a, a, a yearning, a real yearning to, to see those Christians in Rome. When we look at verse 11 again, he, he wrote, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. You know, it's kind of like my daughter. My second daughter just arrived the other night from, uh, from, from, from school, and, and she just longs to come home and just hug her dogs. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the strange thing, though, when you, when you look at Paul's letter, the strange thing is he has a strong desire to, to visit those in Rome. But the strange thing is that he had never been to Rome before. He had never seen these people face to face. But you read this letter, and it's like, it's like they grew up together. He has such an incredible desire to, to be with them and to, and to see them. He had never seen any of those believers face to face he's writing to. See, this letter we're reading this morning was circulated amongst the numerous, let's say, house churches in this huge city of Rome. And at that time, it was, was looked upon as kind of like the hub of civilization uh, to the world at that time. Look at, look at verse 7. What did Paul write? He said, To all in Rome who are loved by God, and called to be saints. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. For when Paul wrote this, he was in Corinth. He was a long ways away. Corinth is in Greece. And, and he writes this letter to them. And how this letter got to them is by a woman by the name of Phoebe. And uh, Phoebe, I can just imagine what happened. Maybe Phoebe, just who was in Corinth, near Paul at the time, and she's one of the believers, and she just happens to mention, oh, i got to make a trip to, to Rome. And Paul overhears us, oh, my goodness, well, let me write something for you to take it to the churches over there in Rome. And so Phoebe was the deliverer of this letter to the, to the Roman uh, believers at that time. So let's get into this text, and let's look at the, some of the things that Paul wrote in his letter to them. And they're actually, he's really expressing to them his prayers, how he prays for them. So look at verse 8, and we're going to talk about the ongoing faith of the believers there around the city of Rome. Verse 8. As first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. See, after the salutation, which you read in, in, in verses 1 through, through 7, he starts off and he wants to really emphasize, first of all, first of all, I, he's basically saying, I want to begin by saying, I am so thankful that, that you are going forward in the faith. 
I'm so thankful to hear that you have a testimony outside your walls and other people who don't know a thing about Jesus Christ are, are being touched by you. The way you live your lives, the things they're, they're learning about you, your, your, your reputation, your testimony to the world. Paul is just so thankful for that, for that about that. But you know the interesting thing, if Paul had never been there before, how in the world did this church get started? How did all these little house churches just spring out of nowhere? Well, if you looked at your Bible and looked at Acts chapter 2, verse, uh, verse, uh, verse 10, it speaks about Pentecost. And if, you, and if you've been in the, in, in the Bible or in the churches for a while, you know that Pentecost was this incredible day that basically was the birth of the church. It was when the believers of Jesus Christ were all gathered in one place and the Holy Spirit came down and bam! The Holy Spirit just filled those believers and they began to speak in tongues that are languages that they had no real knowledge of. It was a miracle. And Pentecost was that, that empowering of the Holy Spirit into the believers that began the church, which we are a part of that age even today. But what verse 10 talks about is that some of those people who experienced Pentecost were from Rome. And so those believers went through this incredible, miraculous experience, and they went back home to Rome. And they just must have just shared it with anyone there who was open to listen to them. But in addition to this, in Rome lived two people, two lay leaders. Their name was Priscilla and Aquila. And these lay leaders were people who studied under Paul. So you put together that incredible experience of the, of the Pentecost with the teaching of Priscilla and Aquila on the, on, the, on the truths of God's word learned from Paul. And boom, you had people coming to the Lord. You had just this dynamic growth of believers and house churches starting all over in this big city. Incredible. It's neat. Those churches were started by people like you. Like you. It took root and it bared, it bared spiritual fruit. But no matter how excited Paul may have been to hear about the churches and flourishing in Rome, when this letter arrived, try to imagine this, when this letter arrived and went to the different house churches, they got, someone got up there and read to the group, hey, you got this letter from Paul, the apostle, and they read this letter. Okay, the incredible work here we call the Book of Romans. But you know what I think? I really believe that as people listened to this letter that Paul wrote, many of them sat there and their first thought was, who's Paul? <laughs> you know, because they, they didn't know Paul. They didn't, they didn't, they never met the man. He'd never been there to visit. So, so their thought is, who is this guy? You know what's interesting? I thought about this. I personalized it. You know, next Sunday is my last sermon in this church. Next Sunday. December is my vacation month. So basically, on January 1st, I'm going to be retired. But next Sunday is my last sermon here. And uh, 
I'm, I'm positive that probably by January, February, because we get new people coming here every Sunday, and, 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 um, and maybe even some of you. When my name is mentioned, you're going to think, who's Pastor Rick? <laughs> I know that's going to happen, and you know what? It's not going to bother me at all, because I won't be here to hear that. But you know what Paul wrote? Even though that may be what happened, Paul wrote, I thank my God because your faith is being reported all over the world. In other words, when he meant all over the world as the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, the words getting out of this, 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 this new group called Christians that's going out, these followers of this guy named Jesus, this, this Jewish guy. And, and the word was getting out. See, no good, no, there's, there's absolutely no doubt that they had an incredible, incredible testimony. So let's go on. Let's look at verses 9 through 10, and let's look at the power of the gospel. Verses 9 through 10. God, whom I serve with, with my whole heart in preaching, the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times, and I pray that now at last my God's by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. Paul is so eager to visit these believers in Rome. And the reason is that both of them, those believers in Rome and Paul, have received the same blessing from God. And what is that? Faith in the gospel. To be able to cross that line and say, I believe that Jesus Christ died for me. See, that's a big line to cross. Because when we talk about what, in, what is the gospel, literally, it is considered, it is the good news. That's the translation of that word gospel. Good news. Good news of what? Good news that through just through faith, by believing, in Jesus Christ, that we can have forgiveness of all the wrongdoings of our life, past, present, future. That God could, 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 could move us forward in a relationship with him, a holy God and a sinner like me. Why? Because Jesus Christ died for me. And through my believing in him, that I can have that forgiveness and that life with my creator today and forever. See, that, that's stronger than almost anything. That's stronger than your, your alumni from high school, what you guys experience. That's stronger even than some relationships you may have in your own blood family. See, that, that, that mutual faith in the power of the gospel creates the family of God. Paul didn't have to personally know these believers to have an excitement about visiting them. Because in Christ, sight unseen, they were already family. See, God had given Paul this God-given understanding that they were 
family in, in God. They were, they were connected. When I think of leaving this church, I know things will change, and that's good. People, change is good. Positive change, I believe the change that's coming is going to be good change. I have no doubt that what we're talking about in regards to, to the movement, the, just the, the next steps for this are going to be downright exciting. Don't resist change. We want whatever it takes for God's kingdom to grow. And I believe we're on the right path. And I believe that it's God. God's planted the seeds for this change by sending Pastor Corey here six years ago. And God just confirmed it by opening the door to get Pastor Steve, who's going to start here January 1st. And uh, I'm pretty excited for you guys. They come with, they come with different experiences. You know, here's, here's a basic experience I bet you none of you know. You know, I'm, I'm basically the first generation of Christian in my family. In my immediate family, I'm, I was the first one to ever come to faith in the Lord. Pastor Corey, I think he's third or fourth generation. You don't think that's a big deal. That's a huge difference. That is a huge difference. He grew up not only with the understanding of God's truth as part of his life, but he grew up under some godly prayers, molding and shaping him. You know, I'm kind of like a street kid who just came out, out of the street, came into the church. Hey, what's going on here? You know, all those things. But, we're gonna, but I really believe that there's, there's a reason for all that's taking place, and the timing of God is always perfect. One of the things that Paul communicated here that was so clear is that even though there, there are things that are moving forward in Rome, one thing is a constant, and it's going to be a constant here too. Long after I leave, long after Pastor Corey leaves, long after uh, anything, this could be, you know, for all we know, this could be either a mega church or condos someday. We just don't know. But long after all that, there is always going to be the cross. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And beloved, I have no doubt at all that the message of the cross, the message of the power of the blood of Jesus, is going to continue on in this church, and it will never stop. That message is a, is a gimme here. Let's wrap this up. Let's look at the work for the kingdom. Look at verse 11 through 12. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Wow, that's really, that's really, you can just feel the bond that Paul has with those believers over there. See, Paul writes, I want to visit you. Why? So I can teach you more about God. Why? What's the motive behind that? So that your faith will grow. And when your faith grows, God gets glorified. And when God gets glorified, I am so 
jazz. I'm so excited. I am, it, it just makes me want to just get, just scream. I'm so happy for you guys. See, Paul had this connection with them. And so no matter what happened, he knew that being strong in the Lord meant so much for not only the kingdom, but for the survival of that church and for the ongoing of each believer. Because we, Paul knows what we all know. Life is tough. Right? Life is tough. There is so much heartache in life. There, the, those churches were facing always the possibility of persecution. There is always loss that we face right when we don't expect it. Loss can strike us. This world is a tough place to live. It was the first Sunday service held one week after a gunman opened fire on a worship service at the First Baptist Church, killing 26 people. That's 4% of the town's population. The service was held outdoors under a white tent on a baseball field and was packed with worshipers. The tent's flaps had to be opened to accommodate the overflow crowd. The pastor gave a message of forgiveness. He gave a message of comfort, and the church reached out to the shooter's family and told them they were praying for them. That's crazy incredible. Jesus was right. He said, in the world, you will have tribulation. You're going to have loss. You're going to have heartache. Then he said, but he said, but be of good cheer. Don't let it, you know, if you get down, you get back up. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And that is the God that we want to see in every person's life. Paul wrote to those home churches, house churches in Rome, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Paul knew they were going to have hard times. And he didn't say this just for each group. He said this for each individual believer. Paul wanted their faith to become strong because he wanted the world to understand that Jesus Christ in a life makes a difference. When the believers in Rome grew in their faith, the churches would be encouraged. And so would Paul. You know, when we look at the life of Paul, Paul was never about Paul. Paul was always about people. And how their faith, how their new lives in Christ pleased God and glorified him. And beloved, that's what it's all about. That's why we open our doors here on Sunday morning. Loving God and loving one another. That's why we're here. Let's pray. Father, uh,
incredible man, Paul. Thank you for just grabbing this man's heart and, and, and using him as that vessel that has blessed the church and challenged the world for centuries. So Lord, as we go forward, each one of us, we pray, Father, that we'll be able to experience that, that strength, that power, that gentleness, that love that comes from having Jesus in our lives. May we be that testimony to our world. In Jesus' name, amen.